Welcome to the Living Stones podcast. These are a recording of our Sunday morning meetings. We pray that these will be a blessing to you. So please enjoy listening. If you want to know more, please contact us at office at livingstoneschurch.co.uk. Welcome everybody and uh, just to say how good it is to get together in this way and uh, we we look forward to the Lord's presence amongst us this morning. We're, it's it's just a joy to, to share communion together um, and although it's it's not the same as when we're physically together as I've said before I think there's been something special about our communion times together uh, on Zoom and uh, that is uh, so uh, look forward to uh, to sharing together in that way and um, what we're doing this morning so um, after our time of worship Sue will be Oh, right. Okay. Sue is first. So Sue will be on in a moment. And uh, then uh, Ellie will take an opportunity to lead us through some worship. And um, Andy, as we've already discovered, is leading our communion time uh, together. I'm going to pray. And we're, let's just pause our hearts for a moment. Our Father in heaven, as we look across the world and see so many strange things happening, things we would never have known or predicted, yet, Lord, we, as we've been reminding ourselves, we come to the one who sits upon the throne. And when we read about what your throne is like. It's it's so amazing. But there in the midst of the throne is a lamb who was once slain, but is now alive again. And he sits in the midst of the throne of the universe. And this is our Jesus. Our Jesus, who is our King, our Lord, and our Saviour. And he has called us to be his people. And we are the sheep of his shepherd pasture. And we thank you, Father, for uh, the blessing of being God's people with our Saviour, Jesus. And we pray today that as our hearts are gathered together, Lord, send your Holy Spirit afresh among us to equip us, to inspire us, to encourage us, if necessary, to correct and rebuke us. Father, because your hand upon us is such a good hand and we thank you for your presence amongst us and within us so father whoever is leading and taking part today we we lift them up to you but especially to lord touch each of our hearts too so that we may be ready to share what you have got for us for the good of the whole thank you father for uh, all your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to actually slightly withdraw now and let Sue come in centre stage on the screen. Right. Okay, everyone. Now, uh, for family time today, I've got a visitor to, who's come and who wants to talk to us. So um, here we are. Here he is. And this is Moses. Say hello, everyone. Hello, Moses. <laughs> now, Moses, you've got something to tell us about, haven't you? You went to the mountain of God a long time ago. The mountain of God, that's Mount Sinai, isn't it? Now, um, why did you go there then, Moses? 
Oh, you went there to pray? And uh, you're a shepherd. So you went there to look after your sheep. How many sheep did you have, Moses? You brought them with you? Oh, wow. Shall we count them together then? Shall we ask the children to help us count the sheep? Good idea. Do you know them all by name? He does. Right, here we go. Children, if you unmute yourselves, then you, we can all hear you doing the counting while we count Moses' sheep. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah? Good. Ready? telling us that you went to the mountain of God. So what happened when you got there? You saw a bush and you fired. But the bush wasn't on fire. How could a bush be on fire but not on fire? You went to have a closer look. And um, the bush spoke. It was the voice of God speaking from the fire. And God told you his name. Oh, wow. His name was I am who I am. Oh, wow, Moses, you saw God himself like a fire. Moses, do you know, that makes me think of another time when God was present in a fire. In the New Testament, we read about the, how a fire came into a room when Jesus' followers were together praying. God, the Holy Spirit, came into the room. And with a big wind, landed, the fire landed on everyone's head. Just like the bush. No one got burned. Oh, wow. God's presence was in the fire. Do you know what it says in Hebrews 12, chapter 12, verse 29, Moses? It says, you're right. Our God is a consuming fire. You're right. Our God is a consuming fire. Amazing. And Moses saw God, that consuming fire, a long time ago. Okay, you've told us your story, Moses. It's an amazing story. So we're going to say goodbye now. We're going to wave goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. And should we hand over to Ellie and then we can worship this amazing God? 
Bye-bye then. Well, thanks, Moses, for telling your story. Moses and mum. <laughs> Very good. And lots of sheep. Lots of sheep. How did you get that many sheep? They were knitted by lots of people for some uh, kind of yeah. hunt around? Yeah, okay. a Christmas hunt in Albert Parade. The sheep were <laughs> hidden in uh, all the shops and uh, told the Christmas story about two years ago, maybe. So I okay. Cool. So okay, if so as wants we a flock of sheep, I have 20 sheep. You're welcome to them. <laughs> um, uh, this this morning's um, worship, I'm going to uh, just read from Philippians 2, um, and then uh, we'll sing a couple of songs together um, and just let the words of the songs um, lead you into your praise and worship after after we sing. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, who is the best. Um, and I thank you that I can follow him and his ways and uh, that he guides me in my life um, and for his sacrifice. Father God, knowing him is just the best. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that came to heaven and hid in your hands. Kings can be a king to all kings and above in heaven. Thank you, healing for hands, touching you, all my king, my love. Amen. Amen. And uh, Lord, although you are consuming fire, Lord, we are not consumed because Jesus has come and taken away our sin. So Lord, we thank you that you've become our father, we've become your children. Uh, and that fire doesn't burn us, Lord, it burns in us like a fire uh, with love for you. <coughs> Lord God, we thank you that you have received us, you have wanted us, and you have uh, gathered us in uh, by the power of your Holy Spirit through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Lord, we worship you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We thank you and bless your name. Amen. Can I just share a verse? Um, it's from Isaiah 55, and it's verse 1 to 3. I think you um, will all be familiar with it. It says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come by and eat. Uh, come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Spend money on what is not, uh, why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the riches of fare. Give ear and come to me, listen <coughs> that you may live. And I find this verse often very perplexing. Um, that we've, we're to come and buy, uh, and uh, but not pay any money, and it's kind of like a contradiction. Um, 
come and buy and eat, come and buy wine and milk. And the thing that I think that it costs is that um, it's down below and it says, listen, listen to me. And um, to hear or to buy from the Lord, in a way, we need to listen. It, It does actually cost us. And we live in a society where we've got so many time saving bits and bobs, and yet we've got no time anymore. Um, You know, we think that we're so um, advanced and we've got all these uh, things that help us and we've got lots of leisure time, but we just don't have time to listen. And it says, come by and eat. And when you eat something, you need to digest it. And when you digest it, it becomes part of you. And so when we are eating from the Lord, we also need to digest it and think, what is it, what are the riches in there and the delights that are for me? Um, and if we don't, we will miss the blessing. Uh, and, um, you, you know, God will take us into the desert because the desert, one of the words for desert is the place where God speaks. So in a way, if you're in a, feel like you're in a desert now, you're in a wonderful place for where to listen to what God is saying to you now. Um, and eat what is good so we need to think about what are the good things from the Lord that are good um, and and not not to spend our time on things that doesn't satisfy and uh, just to you know listen and to give ear uh, and to digest those are really important things that we we need to open ourselves up to when we feel like we're in a desert or if we feel we want to hear from the Lord so just um just that's that verse still perplexes me about coming and buying. Uh, but I think some of the cost is our time and some of of what is us that we give over so that we give over to the Lord. Just thank you, Lord, that you are longing, longing, longing for us to come and listen, Lord. We just think about Moses who took that moment to step aside, Lord. I pray that we we would see you as that marvellous thing, the fire that doesn't burn, Lord. And um, uh, as was prayed earlier, Lord, that you'd become that fire inside us, that we would let that fire burn away, that all that isn't good, Lord, and that we would listen and digest on what is good. Thank you that you're always stretching out to us. I just thank you. Knowing you, Lord, that is the best. Lord, I thank you for that. Amen. There's a scripture in, in Jeremiah, it says those who escape the sword uh, will find favour in the desert. And it speaks so often of God stripping away other things so that we can find him where everything else has been stripped away. And, and it says it's there, they will find rest. So thank you, Lord. Moses found you in the desert uh, and... Uh, sometimes you you take us aside in that way because you you want to as it were strip us down to the bare essentials and uh, I pray father that during this time it's been nearly a year but during this time when we look back we can say during that time I met with God and father in heaven open our hearts Lord, save us from those idols that we cling on to for security. Lord, when you want us to cling on to you. So help us, Lord, and bless us, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So hand back to you. Ellie, thank you very much. Um. Before the children uh, go out to their groups, one or two uh, sort of a notices, just to say uh, those of us, uh, the guys who joined in for our takeaway evening last Thursday, uh, it was a really great evening, very encouraging as people shared and we prayed for one another. Uh, so thank you everyone that joined us there and it was felt this is worth doing again sometime. So uh, we haven't fix the details of, of exactly when but in about a month's time we'll be we'll be doing something similar uh, again uh, for the men uh, ladies if you want to sort something out for yourselves then it's up to you <laughs> um, next Sunday uh, we welcome some guests from Israel who are joining us 
and um, some uh, old long-standing friends of the fellowship, Najib and Elizabeth Ate, who lead a church in Haifa, um, are going to be joining us. Uh, some of us have uh, visited them where they are. Uh, and the, so we're going to hear a bit about their, the ministry that they uh, exercise there in Israel and uh, uh, hear the word of the Lord from them. Just to say uh, in advance that um, <coughs> it would, there, there'll need to be translation. Elizabeth will need to translate Najib because his English is probably not good enough. So uh, be prepared for that. And it may mean that it will be slightly extended in terms of uh, the, the, the uh, speaking time, because obviously with translation, uh, the time is doubled up. So uh, anyway, we really are uh, so glad that they're able to join us. And uh, looking forward to that occasion. <clears throat> we'll be looking at Equipped to Serve this month and I'll be sending out uh, details of our Equipped to Serve coming up. It may not be this Saturday, it may be the following Saturday, So, but one of the two, either the 21st or the 28th uh, morning, uh, sorry the 20th or the 27th morning, and um, we'll uh, be giving them more details of that. But for those of you who are equipped to serve regulars, there won't be a, there isn't a Bible book to be preparing for this time. So uh, if you are wondering about that, um, there, don't, don't worry, there, that will, uh, you, you aren't missing out on having to um, prepare a Bible book in advance. <clears throat> Uh, this morning, Jeanette Howard is not with us, and it's not because she's skiving off watching the cricket. Mind you, that would be a pretty, um, uh, uh, it's a form of penance at the moment to be watching uh, England at the moment, from what I gather from the latest score. But anyway, uh, no, Jeanette is preaching at Old Town Community Church, and uh, so just want to pray for Jeanette. She's probably... Uh, even speaking right now. So, Father, I will lift up our sister to you and our friends and brothers and sisters at Old Town Community Church. Mm -hmm. Lord, that you would encourage and strengthen them as they too are meeting on Zoom this morning. Mm -hmm. We thank you for our fellowship in Christ, for their life and witness uh, in, in Old Town. And we pray for Jeanette that your anointing will be on her as she brings the word of the Lord to our friends. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, going to uh, invite someone. I'm going to do a roving uh, around and invite someone. Oh, sorry. A voice in my ear says, uh, children, you need to share your communion, don't you, before we send you off to your two groups. So, um is mum and if mum and dad's there ready um and with the some juice and some bread for you uh, we will just give you the opportunity to share communion with us so uh children you are a part of god's family and when we share communion together uh, it, it, the, the bread and the, and, and the wine and the juice it speaks many things to us but one of the things it speaks is of our unity our being together and normally when we meet on a Sunday morning uh, we would normally have one big loaf of bread you remember the one big loaf of bread that we have on a Sunday morning since such a long time ago when we were able to do that and then you break the bread into many different bits and we all share from the one loaf. And the one loaf, uh, Paul tells us in, in his letters to the Corinthians, the one loaf is like the church. We are like one together. And because Jesus is right at the heart of all of us. So sadly today, we can't share from one loaf but what we can do is we can share together uh, across zoom and uh, likewise share the juice together so i'm going to pray and we're going to pray for our children as they 
take the bread and the wine. Thank you, Lord, for sharing your life for us, your body broken for us, so that actually your body, your church, might come together in unity. And Lord, how we are so blessed to be one in Christ Jesus. And so as we share this bread together, we thank you for the body of Christ that was broken on the cross. But also we thank you for the body of Christ of which we are part. The children do take and eat together now. Mum or dad serves you. And the the juice, which is the uh, like the the fruit of, of the vine, um, normally grapes are crushed in order for the wine to come out. And Jesus's body was crushed, but out of it came something so good to bless us. And so as we take the wine together, we remember Jesus whose body was broken and crushed and his blood was poured out but that same blood means that we can all be forgiven so children whatever wrong things we might have done when Jesus died on the cross and we put our trust in him our sin is forgiven and that make is that makes all the difference God will receive us as his children because the forgiveness he has provided through his son. So take the, the cup and, and drink from it. And as you do so, know this, God has forgiven you for anything that you feel bad about. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for the children who are with us today and we ask, Father, your blessing on them and uh, on Kaz and Justin as they lead their groups this morning. Lord, we thank you for the, the privilege of having younger ones growing up amongst us and we pray father that as they grow up amongst us you will grow in them and uh, the life of christ in them will grow and flourish help us to be uh, a community of faith and encouragement where they can grow and flourish in jesus name amen, amen. amen so at this point we Say goodbye to Justin and to Kaz. Unless, Justin, you've got anything you need to share before you go. I uh, don't think so. Hopefully all the kids uh, have found their half-term boxes that got delivered last week. Um, yeah, we've got some thumbs up. So there's uh, some things to make and do. And part of it, if you make it right, should be a little blessing to your family's waistlines as well. Excellent. Good, well done. Thank you. God bless you. Okay. And uh, so at this point, I do hand over to Andy. <laughs> or Harry, as he likes to know himself, Harry Stottle. <laughs> yes, thank you for your grace, Martin. Um, I can only think of one thing at a time and um, it completely 
through me that I, I was leaning as well. So my apologies for that. Yeah, no, 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 don't worry, Andy. I, we should have double checked on that one. It, it, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Anyway, greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ. My apologies, you can't pick your family, apparently the saying goes. Um, so you've got me as a brother, <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, let me ask you a question. Let me start by asking a question. If you have one, who's got a watch on their hand at the moment, on their wrist? Okay, yeah, okay. Who has got one of those fancy electronic uh, smart watches on their hand? Uh, not too many. Um, maybe we're a church of technophobes, I don't know. But I, I don't have one. The closest I've got is my mobile phone on the back of my hand. Um, but that gets a bit cumbersome. So what has this got to do with um, communion? Um, I've noticed more and more that people um, have, um, as well as smartphones, they have smart watches. Um, we got Fitbit watches, um, Sony, Samsung, uh, Apple watches, Galaxy, Huawei, Tagher, the list goes on and all the copies that are out there as well. Now, it seems to me, and I don't have one, so I don't, I can't even see them, yet alone use one. Um, so the, the little apps on them that are so minute, I, I just can't see them. But it seems that with these watches, um, people can tell their heart rate. Uh, their breathing rate, their blood pressure, oxygen saturation levels. They can tell how many steps they've taken, the distance traveled, and even the direction traveled. Uh, some people have a calculator on there. Others can pay for things when they're shopping using their watch. It's, com it's all completely confusing to me. Um, some people can make calls on them. Um, and there are some watches which are particularly... Um, Te uh, technologically advanced that they can actually um, tell the time with them as well. It's amazing. Um, but despite all those um, amazing things that these watches can do, there seems to be one thing that they cannot do. And that is, they cannot tell you how long you've got to live. They can tell you how you're living, but they can't tell you how long you've got to live. None of them, it seems, has um, uh, a month by month, day by day, um, hour by hour timer that is counting down how many days you've got to live. Who would like a watch like that? <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no takers here at all. I can't even give them away, let alone sell them. Anyway, um, so it's, none of them, you know, none of them have a watch where you get this countdown until quite literally you arrive at the deadline. Um, there is an old saying, and um, I wonder how many people actually know it. It may be more so in the business community. But there is an old saying that, that says this, that time is money. Can you imagine a world where time, quite literally, is the currency? that you buy and sell with, you sell time of your life. Can you imagine a world like that? Um, where time left to live became the actual currency of the day. Can you imagine a world where people are paid not in pound notes, not in euros or the dollar or even digital versions of currencies, whether it's cryptocurrency, whatever. But people are paid in extra time to live. Who would like to be paid with extra time to live? Nope, there's no takers here. You lot are so cynical, you really are. <laughs> um, where the minimum wage is eight hours and 30 minutes of extra life per hour worked. How many people would like to be a, a part-time worker on that, on those, on that basis? Or who'd like to be a full-time worker with extra overtime? <laughs> I've not gone mad, please bear with me. Can you imagine a world where all the greed, dishonesty, and money-centered injustices of the world are actually played out in, in terms of life expectancy? 
um, or they are worked out where a person's life bank account is credited and debited with time left to live. How many people would be looking, checking their online account far more frequently or on your watch if it told you so? Um, a world where at the Tesco's checkout, your weekly shop costs you two days of life. Who would be a bit more frugal in what they spend? <laughs> or buying a new phone for your child costs you six days of life. Maybe we'd um, opt for uh, two tins and a piece of string. I don't know. Or how about buying a new car, Tony? Where's Tony? Give me a wave, Tony. A new car, a cheap one, would cost you about five years of life, yet alone a Mercedes. Um, <laughs> who's willing to buy a new car under those circumstances? Where a person, we've all heard of people mugging other people for their money, a world where a person mugs another person solely for gaining how many years they've got left on their life to add to their account. What a scary thought, where you are robbed instantly of all the days left of your life. And at any time, imagine this, where at any time you can glance down at your wrist and there imprinted in your skin is a digital readout showing the seconds ticking away or the microseconds because it goes faster and it's more dramatic. Can you imagine that? About a year ago, Vanessa and I watched a, a really intriguing film. And the title of the film was called In Time, uh, where the storyline is, as I have described, but obviously a lot more twists and turns. And um, people are, are stealing other people's life um, just by touching one wrist to another. So not quite contactless, but, uh, but pretty much so. What I'd like to do now uh, with the help of Martin is watch a 60 second trailer of the film. And just a word of warning before you watch the film, it will cost you 60 seconds of your life. So Martin, when you're ready, please. Thank you, Martin. Um, we found it a fascinating film. Um, it, and the twist and the, what we take for granted everyday transactions suddenly take on a new meaning where what you're dealing with is life. Um, that, that clip there where the guy goes up to get paid and he's paid in, um, in, in hours and days and hours of extra life. And he finds out that um, he's not got as much as he thought he'd worked for. And when he asks, he says, I've, did, I've done extra time. He said, well, the quotas have gone up as well. Sounds very much like Pharaoh um, in the Old Testament. Um, sorry, you know, more bricks, less straw. Um, so that is a, a scary thought that, um, that you could know or you could earn extra, um, you could earn extra life um, by, by um, you know, if manipulating the stock markets or whatever. And it, I just... Part of it left us feeling a bit um, unsettled and disturbed, but it was absolutely fascinating to, to watch the film. So if you want to watch it, it's called In Time. I think it's a great mercy that nobody truly knows the date and hour of their ultimate demise. And yet people know, we all know that unseen in the background, um, there is a shadow, there is, um, there is a ticking clock that is ultimately ticking down to our, um, uh, our destiny with, um, with the grave, so to speak, or, or, or the final countdown is another way to put it. But recently, um, I, I plucked up the courage and the strength um, to start reading the scriptures again. I finished at the end of, um, of December. I had a short break where I thought, oh, do I have to read it again, Lord? And so I started. I got through January um, and, and Genesis. And I, I found myself in Exodus. And I don't know if, if you've ever had these moments where you read a passage and it just registers for no, no reason that you can actually put your finger on at the time. It's just as though the Lord says, the Holy Spirit says, this is going to be useful for you later on. You don't know why, it, it, that, that's just it's registered with me. 
And having reached the, um, the book of Exodus, I was reading about, uh, you know, as, as Sue has told us, that Moses had been sent back to Pharaoh with um, Aaron, um, as he spoke to him, to confront Pharaoh for the purpose of bringing Israel out from the captivity of the Egyptians. Um, to lead them out into freedom and into a promised land of their own. But we all know, I guess, about the, uh, the Passover sacrifice and the, the meaning of it, and the intent of it, that it was, um, it was a blood sacrifice which protected the Israelites from the destroying angel. And we know that going forward, it, it was a, an enacted prophetic um, uh, action of Christ, who was going to be our Passover sacrifice. But the bit I had missed uh, in there, and the bit that registered at the time, although I don't know why, is what the Lord said to Moses and Aaron before the sacrifice took place. And this is what he said to them. This is in Exodus 12, 1 to 2. And you might think this is completely unrelated, but it, it does tie in. It says, this is what he said to them. He said, this month shall be the beginning of months for you. This month shall be the beginning of the year for you. Uh, and he's referring, it, it was uh, Moses was told to tell this to the, uh, to the Israelites, that this month is the first month, the beginning of months for you. And this month is the first month of the first year for you. And it said, and from this point, everything shall be um, gauged from this point. This is the starting point of your new life. Instead of a countdown, as we've seen in that film, instead of a countdown to death, the first month of the first year in Israel's history as a nation was to mark the time they were set free from death. And their start reference point was a reminder of the day that they passed from death, they passed to life. When the Passover lamb was sacrificed, they passed from death to life. And that, that month, that first month was the starting point. It was their reference point for the rest of their lives. No longer were they counting down um, the... Uh, the hard days of labor and uh, making bricks, building pyramids, just waiting for the release of death. No longer were they counting down to that. But they, from that point onwards, they started counting upwards and forwards. Now, in a strange way, we too, in like manner, were as the Israelites in Egypt. Matthew 4, 16 speaks this of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Do you know, up to the point that Christ was sacrificed for us, we live in the shadow of death. We live under the, um, the watchful gaze of Pharaoh, so to speak. And our lives were counting down to the grave. And that's all we had to look forward to. A clock ticking in the background. And, and unlike the people in the film, we couldn't do anything to add to it. It's just ticking down, ticking down, ticking down. Or as Monsieur Barnier said, the clock is ticking with a French accent. Um, but now, through Christ, we have received eternal life. Can you imagine that, looking at the clock on your hand, ticking down, ticking down, ticking down, and all of a sudden it stops and starts ticking up, ticking up, ticking up. As it says in Romans, the gift of God is an eternal, is eternal life. And in 1 John it says, for we have passed from death into life. 2 Corinthians 5 says this, if anyone has accepted Christ and is in Christ, that person has become a new creation. The old life that ended in death 
has passed away. The new eternal life has started. I'll paraphrase that, obviously. Do you know now, when I look at the clock on my wrist, this is what I see. It reads 36 years, 8 months, 14 days, 10 hours and 45 minutes and counting. Not counting down, but counting up. Counting upwards since the day I was born again in Christ and my eternal life started. That was the day of my exodus. That was the, the first month of months for me. That was the first month of my first year as a new creation with eternal life. So, in terms of your exodus, I know about the exodus of Andy. I know the exodus of Vanessa because it was two weeks and a half. In terms of your exodus, how many years have gone past? The exodus of Sean, the exodus of Jeanette, the exodus of Yvonne, of Joe, of, um, of the Pinches, of Mary, of all of you. You have a clock which is ticking upwards from the first day of months for you. Surely that is something to give thanks for. So no more do we walk in the shadow of death, but we walk in the light of Christ. And I don't know if there's any people who have yet to know Christ as their saviour here, but the question I want to ask, is your clock ticking down or is your clock ticking up? Is the grave a place of no hope or is it a doorway to eternity? So I'd just like to give you opportunity um, to gather your bread and your wine together so we can remember the first month of months for us, for us. The day that Christ died for us and the day that Christ, that we bowed the knee to Christ. Let's just bow our heads in prayer and then we'll, we'll share the bread and wine together. Can I ask somebody to pray? Johnny, are you able to pray for us at this point? You're in the middle of the screen, you're the first person I've seen. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you that as we, um, as we come to share this bread and wine, that you, um, that you have died for us. I thank you that you gave up so much for our life. And I pray that if nothing else, we'll gain that heart from you, Lord, that we need to be prepared to give up, to give in your name. And I just thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray that your, your blessing over us as we take this bread and wine, Lord, in the power of your blood. Amen. Amen. Okay. On the night that the Lord was betrayed, Jesus took bread and after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this bread is my body, which is given for you. Take, eat. Father, we give you thanks, Lord. We bless you, Lord that you were willing to give your body, Father. Not only for us to feed on, Lord, but to give us life, Lord. To cover over our sins, Lord. We bless you and thank you, Lord. In the same manner after they had eaten, Jesus took the wine and said, this wine represents the new covenant in my blood. Lord, we thank you for your blood shed, Lord, the Passover blood. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that when you died for us, Lord, death passed over us, Lord, and we started counting up this time. We bless you for our new beginnings, Lord. Bless this wine to our bodies, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you all. I'm handing over to Martin now. Andy, thank you. That is, I've never thought of it like that before. Um, that, that is, yeah, and it's so 
it's just so amazing. Yeah. We're, we're on the trajectory of life, mm. not the trajectory of death. Mm. And uh, what God has done in our hearts, what he has begun, is going to continue mm. for all eternity. I'm mm. uh, just thinking, uh, it just comes to me when Jesus said to Martha that um, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he die, yet shall he live. And he who lives and believes in me shall never die. So I just want to thank and praise you, Father, for your gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who loved us and gave himself for us. Uh, Father, we receive afresh that gift of life today. Plant ever deeper in our hearts, Lord, the hope to which you have called us. And may we be a people of life and hope as we uh, do whatever you've called us to do in this coming week and in the days to come. Lord, may we be the people of life, the people of hope that will uh, Lord, whatever the world throws at us, whatever the trajectory of the world, Lord, this is the path you have set us on. There's no going back. There's no turning back. It's only glory ahead. Thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Lord, and as we come up to that Passover time in some weeks to come yet, but Lord, the big, that to remember that the this is the beginning of our days when jesus died and rose again the clocks were reset for all eternity and thank you father that you have planted us in christ through him so lord we bless your name we thank you for this wonderful privilege thank you for feeding us today with your truth mm -hmm. uh, your, the, the, your word is truth and your word is bread to our souls mm -hmm. thank you lord just bless your holy name amen mm -hmm. i'm just going to give a moment if anyone uh wants to pray in response or, or share in response to what we've just been hearing together we'll, we'll give that opportunity Thank you, Lord. I'd just like to thank you for, I think it's um, 30, 31 years now since I came to you. And Lord, I, I cannot express how much of a change that journey has made to my life because it was a mess, really, and so many different things um, Nothing very stable in many ways, really. But you have brought stability to my life. You have brought unconditional love. You have brought joy and hope for the future, Lord. And the blessing of fellowship with others, Lord. And trust. I can trust in you. You're the only one I can entirely trust. And I thank you, Father, for that. And I thank you for all that knowing you brings, Jesus, because without it, where would I be? My life would be in shreds. And I just encourage people to just keep getting closer to God. Let him direct your steps. Let him take over more and more. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, that, thank you, Yvonne, uh, <laughs> that testimony. I, I'll never forget that day. We were passing through Sedberg. You were in a holiday flat in Sedberg. And we visited you. And it was the day after you had come to the Lord and the Lord had met you. So just praise God for 31 years of your mm. faithfulness. And what you started then 
Lord, still going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. Father, your word reminds us that Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and life in abundance. And what Yvonne has shared is speaks of your abundance. And that's been true in my life, Lord. You've given me far more than um, a humble prayer of acceptance would suggest that this is not a life-changing event, but it was, and it is. It is true for everyone. So once we accept Jesus, we get that abundant life. It's something we have to work at because relationships need to be worked. And it stems from a relationship with you. And we thank you, Lord, that you choose relationship and love and grace and mercy and abundance above everything. And it's a gift that we can receive. We only have to reach and accept it and receive it. Thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Lord, too. As uh, both have shared the word abundance and the, the scripture I had in mind was that the Lord can do abundantly more than you could ever imagine. And when I think about what he's done with my life, that's exactly, if he never did another thing, he's done exceedingly and abundantly. He's gone frozen. Yeah. I'll never forget, Warren, the first day you came along to Living Stones with a friend called Ted. And uh, all you could do, <laughs> your life was so terrible and so depressing and so hopeless and futureless that all you could do was cry. And God met you you kept coming even though it was the church was completely alien to you and you'd never seen anything quite like it before you kept coming and god has really met you and changed you for which we thank him amen lord i just thank you for the time you have given us um here on earth lord i thank you for this precious time for us to seek your face and to get to know you as well lord and um, I pray, Lord, that we would realise how precious that is, Lord. It's not just for our sake, but for the sake of those around us, Lord. Help us to spend that time in a in a precious way that will um, bring your kingdom in, Lord. And, Lord, how much I look so forward to the time that we're with you. Amen. Ellie, do we have a, a song? Um, well, Vanessa has suggested I will enter his gates. Um uh, it's not on the icing, um, and we've had permission from them to sing just me and Sean. <laughs> so lucky, lucky you guys. <laughs> uh, but please all sing along with us as we sing. Uh, I will enter his gates. This is an, uh, a new um, way of, of worshiping, but uh, just our voices. Uh, I think God likes it that way sometimes. We're going to bring our time uh, to a close and uh, I'm going to uh, do something I did yesterday actually in another meeting and I'm just quickly going to find the scripture. No, forget that. I'm going to not find the scripture. I'm going to quote it from memory. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to pray the, the prayer that Aaron prayed as a blessing over the people. But as we, he was the great, he was the priest who prayed the priestly blessing over the people. But of course, we are all now priests to God. So what I'm gonna ask us to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the words um, because I think it would be a bit chaotic if we all tried to say it together. But um, I want us all to just lift up our hands. So like I'm lifting up my hands now, and what we're doing is we're, we're blessing one another as we pray. So brothers and sisters, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give to you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.